0: So it's Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving week 2020 in the midst of COVID. And the question before us this week is thankful for what? What is it that we are giving thanks for this week? As I sit here in this cozy place by the fire, I'm thankful that I have an amazing job, an amazing job where I get to minister to amazing people but mostly it's a job that requires me to spend a lot of time with Jesus. (laughs) And that is such a gift. And especially in a week like this, when we are celebrating a holiday, asking us to give thanks, and in a holiday that's hard to give thanks, in a year like this, I am grateful that I have Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and the one that I get to look to this week in all weeks so we welcome you here to this moment of worship to sit at jesus's feet and to ponder the question for yourself thankful for what welcome to worship
1: our scripture reading is a letter from paul to the newly formed church in ephesus it can be found in the bible in ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 through 21. for this reason i kneel before the father And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure and all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.
2: Hi, friends. I'd like to welcome you to the table today as we're anticipating this Thanksgiving holiday coming up on Thursday. But it's Thanksgiving in the world of COVID-19 with all its restrictions. I don't know about you and your traditions, but when I sit down with my family on Thanksgiving, I always do something I call forced family fun, which is I make them do things during the dinner hour. And, of course, at some point, I make everyone go around and share what they're thankful for. So as I began to think about this message and I began to think about my own Thanksgiving with just our immediate family. I began to wonder if they would have any kind of problem coming up with what to be thankful for in the midst of a global pandemic. I mean, certainly we're not thankful for the election season that we've had or for these restrictions that kind of come and go. We're not thankful for natural disasters that had the audacity to happen while we were already in the midst of a global pandemic. We're not thankful for all of the stress and the new normals that have had to be made every time those numbers get high. And we're not thankful for the grief and the worry and the anxieties that we carry. You know, it dawned on me, perhaps the best message for this little time with you is, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving for what? And so you can't ask the question without having to think about what your own answer would be. So here's a few things that I find myself thankful for at this time. This year, this Thanksgiving. There's that passage in Ephesians that you heard, read to you by Dan. A little church, just young and an upstart. And Paul wrote to them a letter. And in the letter, he encourages them in the faith. He also, in these specific, these specific verses, he encourages them in a way that says, lend it all for Christ. You can do it, and God is working in you. Even when you can't see it or feel it, God is a power bigger than you. And I don't know about you, but that's what I need to hear at this time during this pandemic. I need to hear that God is bigger than a pandemic and that God is with me every step of the way. And it's there from that starting point that I can start to think about what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for family and friends. I'm thankful for the community of the church. I'm thankful that when I don't know where I'm going or God sets me in a new path or I'm in unknown territory, whatever that may look like, I know that there are people that I can call and rely on to help me find my way. I'm thankful for the church And that doesn't mean that the church has not had its histories of conflict and the church has not had those moments of, of why are we thankful? So there's a little illustration that was told to me a while ago, and it is this. There's a man on a deserted island, and he's been there for some years. He keeps watching the horizon for ships to come, and lo and behold, a Navy ship arrives and they send a sailor out to meet him. And the sailor walks up to him and says he's there to rescue him. And as he begins to gather all these things together, the sailor is standing in front of three huts and he has to ask the man the question, so what's the first hut? The man says, oh, that's my house. And the sailor goes, what's the second hut? And he goes, oh, that's my church. And he was really impressed that he built a church. And then he goes, what's the third hut? And he goes, that's my new church when I didn't like the old church anymore. (laughs) Thankful for what? I don't think it's about the hut or the size of the church. Apparently you can even have a conflict according to this proverbial man's on his island with only one of you attending church. (laughs) But our church is a place where God meets us. The church is the foundation of our faith. Jesus started out with 12 disciples, and lo and behold, their faith and the way in which they witnessed it have brought us to this day and age. And that's not to say that the church isn't under adversity, that there are churches experiencing difficulties today. But the Christian church prevails. Church is the place where you can take out your family photos from your wallet. They can drop out like 20 at a time and someone will go, oh, tell me about each one. And church is the place where when you find yourself laid off from work, or there's been financial hardship or adversity, someone sits and listens. Doesn't just say, I'm so sorry, but listens and seeks to understand. Isn't it amazing that in the life of a church, whether you can meet in the building or not, that the people who are the church become and continue to become the body of Christ. I went back and I looked a year ago fall. We had a new members class and at Rosedale, when you come to class, you come into our library and we hang newsprint all over the walls. And there's a series of questions we have hanging up and we hand you a marker and we put your name tag on you and our membership committee is there to greet you. And two of the questions that they're asked is this. What do you hope will happen for you here? And the second one is, what do you expect from us and can we expect of you? So I went back to last year's fall class into the spring class of 2020. Now, Rosedale hasn't met in person since March the 8th, and we are anticipating December 13th when we come back into the sanctuary. So I had to go back and look up their answers, and this is what they said. What did they say they hope will happen to them here at Rosedale? I will continue to grow into a better person To become a part of a close-knit community to be a part of a church family to gain friends fellowship support and give to the community spiritual growth renew my beliefs celebrate being part of the christian church raise our children here attend as a family within a church family and as far as their expectations from us and what we can expect from them these classes said they're one and the same all their answers they expect spiritual growth working together as one that we would support one another and care for one another be fellowship to one another have guidance that we would pray for one another that we would be welcoming to all who come to Rosedale, that we would be a place of involvement and participation where every person feels they can make a difference being neighbor to all people and serving Christ. So there's this one little verse that Paul says in that letter. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all of the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth of the love of Christ. And that's my prayer for the Christian Church, for Rosedale Church and for you and for me that we daily are thankful and this Thanksgiving as well for the unstoppable love that Jesus Christ has for each of us. And that because we are loved so very much, that we make it our personal mission to create it wherever we go and with whom with ever we contact and that what we do inside of our church inside of the people of the church that we learn to love each other so we can go out into the world as christ commissioned us to go and we go out where we live and work and play and we seek to love others and remember to when you're ready to make your list on Thanksgiving and the turn comes to you, remember too that your name is written on God's heart, exactly where he says it is, that you bear a family name. Christian, you have a church home here right now as you worship with us. And if you don't yet have a church home, we welcome you In this community of faith, when one member cries, we all cry. When one member is rejoicing, we all rejoice. When I begin to fall away, I know that another person is gonna come and motivate me and inspire me to follow Jesus. And when I'm unfair to myself or to others, I know that I can trust folks in this community that will share that truth with me it's not just about being church. It's about being disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. It's about being in communion with one another, even when we're not at the church's table, but we're at our dining room table. True communion. The best description I have ever found about the definition of church is from the Fieldstone Presbyterian Church in Morrisville, North Carolina. What is church? A fellowship against loneliness, a hospital for healing souls, a school instructing those who would learn of God, an encouragement to walkers in the way of Christ, a practice field for patience and compassion, a classroom of truth a laboratory of life, an internship for minister members, a hospitable door, a herald of good news, joyful news, hopeful news, helpful news, a timeout corner, a resting place, a bath for washing away our sins, a reflecting pool, a kneeling bench, a cafeteria, God feeds us here, a garden where God comes looking for us, and a rescue mission where God finds us. So at some point this Thursday, when you're taking a moment to thank God, be prepared. In the midst of a global pandemic, it may take you a few minutes to get the ball rolling with your list, and that's okay. And if you don't know how to start, or where to start, or what to start. Maybe just finish this question. Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving for what? God bless you this Thanksgiving. Amen.
3: I could try so hard To give it everything I got But I'm not ever gonna measure up All I can do is thank you for this